When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Here's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove podcast. We're talking baseball. We're talking fantasy baseball. We're talking some NFL and we've got our good friend Kevin Wilson joining us. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking? Something up Welcome into a brand new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching on Belly Up TV, Tiki Live, or just listening to the audio version, we sure appreciate you taking some time to be with us on the special Monday episode. And today, I am joined by a very special guest, uh, the one and only, my friend, co-host of the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live Podcast, Kevin Wilson. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's always a, a pleasure to be here, Vince. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm glad you asked me. So, yeah, definitely. We were, uh, you know, it's funny. We're getting to that part of the year now, just for a little bit of time, where the content starts to slowly creep away. Right? <laughs> we got we got the NCAA tournament coming up here real soon. We got the NFL draft and uh, the NFL off season getting ready to get started as well. And typically, this time of year, we are gearing up for baseball season. And you and I, Kevin, spent a lot of time talking baseball every Sunday, yep. 8 p.m. Right. Uh, we didn't do it this Sunday, but we will be back next Sunday. But 8 p.m., you can catch us on Belly Up TV. You can catch us on Tiki Live app. Uh, you can catch the podcast, which, Kevin, I'm not sure if you know, is now available on Apple Podcasts as well. Oh, well, so that means my wife will be able to watch it because she's got an Apple phone. I do not. There you go. So we're available all kinds of places. But right. uh, Kevin's been on the show several times. We've talked fantasy football, fantasy baseball, uh, baseball in general, and things like that as well. And and uh, um, my dad just had a procedure done on Friday. I guess it was Friday. And uh, unable to be with me tonight. Should be back with me on Friday. But uh, nonetheless, um, great to have Kevin back on. Kevin, let's talk baseball. Let's start there. Um, okay. We had the report come out Sunday night uh, that they, uh, the union and the association, player association, and the and the league have agreed to make some rule changes. They won't go into effect until 2023. Um, it, it seems like we're not working the right direction, right? We're still we're still missing some things here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. So I know. So uh, yeah. So go ahead. You know, while I was waiting to. Yeah, while I was waiting to, to, to come on the show, I just happened to see this 
where uh, the players and MLB have agreed to ban shifts, implement a pitch clock, and to make the bases larger. Now, it does not say, you know, I don't even know how big the bases are now. Right. So, so you know, to say that this this announcement is completely underwhelming, you know, I can't emphasize that enough. Who cares what we do in 2023? We've got a problem in 2022. Yeah. So we're definitely sliding off in the wrong direction. And, and you know, we had our, uh, you know, our last baseball show, Vince, you said that, that you were very pessimistic and, you know, you hit it right on the head. And, and so when, when we got nonsense like this coming out now, it really, it, the, it, it depresses me that this is where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about these rule changes. We're going to get back to the, okay. this, this season here in a second. Let's okay. start with the, with the bases. I, you know, I, I've, I've heard this come up that they're talking about large getting larger bases. Um, I've always heard about it in little leagues as far as a safety uh, precaution, you know, and keeping the feet away and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you know, is that, is that the reasoning behind this? I, you know, if I had seen this, you know, earlier than, you know, 10 minutes ago, I might've been able to get a little bit more into this. Cause like I said, I don't know how big the bases are. Yeah. And so I would have to assume that this has something to do with safety. Cause you got guys that, you know, they, they come across the base and they land on it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how making the base bigger really helps you. I guess it gives you more of a target to put your foot on. Yeah, it I keeps suppose the, is what it, it is. Like at first base, it keeps the first baseman's foot away from the runner's foot um, and those kinds of things. But outside okay. of that, it just seems a little odd for Major League Baseball to be trying to figure out base sizes. <laughs> right. right. <now. laughs> you know, right at this moment, you know, in time, when we look back, you know, 30 years from now, that this right here, you know, is what we're going to emphasize. Bigger bases, you know. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> oh, I love, I, I love guess it. If, if that's safety, okay, we can discuss this. Yeah. But, you know, we've you and I have talked ad nauseum about shifts. And for them just to go ahead and ban it just means they're thrown in the towel and, you know, hitters will never go the opposite way ever again. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to look up right now to see what MLB.com has to say because they are obviously connected to the league, uh, owned by the league, and all those kinds of things. And it's just really intriguing to me. I got some other stuff, but let's let's finish this up first. Um, all right, so size of bases, uh, pitch clock. This has been something that they've implemented um, in in other places, lower level baseball and stuff like that. I guess I understand it. To me, you're talking about speeding up the game. I mean, pitch clock is, it comes into effect. I thought they already had that where, you know, it was, what was it, 20 seconds or something? I'd heard this once before. It's nothing, I guess, official. Yeah. But now I guess, you know, they're, they're, who, who's seen this pitch clock? Are they going to put it up there? Like, you know, the, you know, they do in NFL stadiums where that you can see how long you have until you hike the ball. Is that, is that what we're talking about right here? Yeah. I think it's behind home plate. Um, yeah, for the bar over somewhere for the where the pitcher can clearly see it. Uh, they've okay. got to have one somewhere for the umpire. I guess the back one of like the third base umpire or the first base umpire would see it and would be the one to step in and call it. I would assume um, it looks like they're looking at a 14 second 
pitch clock with empty bases, 19 seconds with uh, people on base. Okay, great. So what happens if you reach 20 seconds? Then what? Uh, then it's a ball. Is it a ball? Is it a balk? Is it what? It, what, it, what happens? That's a good question. These are all things I should have researched before we had the show. Well, like I said, not... if I, you know, I just saw that literally as I was sitting here getting ready to come on the show, I yeah. saw this, and so, you know, yeah, I feel I like was... this is an answer I should already know, and I apologize to our listeners for not knowing it. There's probably some listeners right now that are screaming at their. Their, their headphones <laughs> or something. The obvious answer that that it feels well, like. You know, hey, if but, you know uh, the answer to that, you just go ahead and throw it to us, and you know yeah, we'll. That's right. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, so I would assume it's a ball or something like that, but um, that's okay. pretty crazy. I, I don't think pitch pitch clocks that's... are going to change the game to the degree that they're wanting to change the game. Right? They're saying we got to speed it no. up and it has to go faster. I mean, yeah. So are we going to, you know, you can have all the pitch clocks you want. Does that mean we're going to enforce it? That's the, that's the thing right there. Because if, if you don't enforce it. Well, wow. look at like the uh, the NFL on delay a game, right? The the official watches the clock. And when it hits zero, he waits for it to hit zero. And then he'll look back at the quarterback to see if it's snapped yet. And then he might throw the flag. Right. Know, so now we're five delayed. seconds into that. So, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sure that's the kind of thing that we're talking about here. Yeah. And I'm all for speeding up the game because there's nothing more frustrating when the guy's sitting there and he's at the stretch and he's standing there for 25 seconds. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think about though, that's one of the things that makes football and basketball exciting is the fans see the clock ticking down and shot clock, and they're screaming and yelling because the shot clock's almost a zero. Yeah, and four, three, you know, yeah. all that. So. And now you're going to get that in baseball. There's going to be more fan interaction during the game, I think, as a result of this. Outside of that, honestly, I don't think it improves the game that much. No. Uh, you know, I, Like I said, I just question the timing and all this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know we've, 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 we've got an F5 tornado headed towards Major League Baseball right now. So – you know, so they're what? What? What do they do? They put on a screen door, yeah, onto their front door. That's the solution to this. Come on, now. right? Um, the shift. We've talked about this on the fantasy baseball show. Yeah, we we uh, just talked about it last on our last episode. Yeah. So banning the shift in Major League Baseball. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear they're going to ban the shift? That means, like I was saying, that, that means that coaches, managers, and the entire baseball realm are throwing in the towel because hitters will, especially left-hand hitters will not go to the opposite field. Yeah. So we, you know, the white flag is out and, you know, it, it's kind of like if you ever saw Rocky four, when, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Russian is beaten on the guy and Rocky's, you know, he drops the towel, but it's too late because he's already beaten to a bloody pulp. Yeah. You know, that that's the kind of thing that we're talking here. You know, the flag is it's blood on it. The flag's out. You know, we're not going to do it. So Joey Gallo, if you want to hit, you know, two oh eight and 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 hit it to right field in every single at bat, well, you just go ahead and do it. Just go for it. We were at a college baseball game on Saturday, my family and I, mm -hmm. and there was a, a situation in the game where there's first and second. 
and college had shifted and there was the third baseman was basically playing shortstop. Everybody else was over the sec, past second base. And I thought, you got a guy on third. Why not just bunt it down the third baseline? You score the runner and right. whatever. Now they ended up, they didn't do that. They ended up getting a walk, loading the bases. The next guy struck out and they scored no runs. But my point was, <laughs> as I'm sitting there thinking, it's so easy to do something when they shift. And, you know, do something. I, we're not preparing for it in little league. We're not preparing for it in high school. We're not preparing for it in college. Therefore, in Major League Baseball, they're not ready for it, which is amazing to me because we talked about this on the show, but they're getting paid millions upon millions of dollars. You pay me millions of you, you, you know, we don't have to get to millions. Yeah. You give yeah. me a $100 bill, I'll hit the ball the other way. Yeah, definitely. Major and League Baseball, are you listening to this? Give me $100, <laughs> I'll hit the ball the other way. Tampa, and I am a, you know, Tampa Bay a few days ago, but I'm a switch hitter, so I can come up to the uh, left handed and I'll hit the ball the other way. Okay, so baseball, if you need some guys to go the other way, come get me. Tampa Bay is a cheap team. Maybe they'll come out and get yes. you. Hey, Tampa. <laughs> you know, I know their stadium's like a sinkhole, but I'll yeah. go over there and play. No problem. No problem at all. <laughs> there you go. Kevin Wilson, free agent. That's uh, right. Looking for his, his next contract. What about this uh, argument that they've had back and forth between 12 teams in the playoffs and 14 teams in the playoffs? The players have put, been pretty staunch on wanting that 12 teams and not 14. The owners want 14. Um, you know, what, what's your opinion on that? 12 or 14 teams? Well, you know, I can understand. I don't really understand what the players objection is to that because if 14 teams make the playoffs and more people make money, including the players. Right. So I'd like to hear more about what their objection is. It just, to, to me, it goes to show just whatever the owners came up and proposed, we're against it, whether it makes sense or not. Yeah. And as far as, you know, getting 14 teams or 12, I think that's too many. And so baseball is going to head towards where the NBA is. And the NBA's first round of their playoffs is by far the worst of any team professional sport. Because you know going in that the eight seed is not going to beat the one seed. You know that. It's a waste of time for everybody involved. And then it's going to start ahead because if you remember, and we just got through football, and it was one of the greatest postseasons maybe ever. But if you remember the first round of this playoff, with the exception of the Raiders and Bengals in the fourth quarter of the Cowboys 49ers, it was a dog show. Yeah. And that's a good dog show. Okay. Yeah. So they were all blowouts. They were team. If you don't have more in baseball, if you let's say like in basketball, the Lakers, we all know they're coming apart. They're 10 games below 500. And so they got eight teams plus two. You know, teams that can make, you know, the play in game. So that is a huge problem to me. If you don't have a winning record, you don't belong anywhere near the playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a purist, you know, as far as baseball is concerned. So that's a losing argument. <laughs> you know, it's, and so if they can agree, you can't have 13, obviously. Right. So, you know, Flip a coin. You know, we got a coin. You give me one right now. We'll flip it. If it's heads, it's 12 teams. If it's tails, it's 14. And Max, we can move on. Max Scherzer said, 
and talking about why they didn't want 14 teams. We felt okay. like competition could be eroded in that scenario, and we had specific examples of different players who spoke up that highlighted that specifically. Continuing on from those division winners down, we didn't see proper incentive for those other two division winners. Um, so they felt like competition is going to be uh, like basically exactly what you're talking about. Competition okay. Level oh, okay, Max, I'm with you. Yeah. Go, Max. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. There it is. The reason behind it. I'm surprised, though, honestly, that the players care. You know, I right. mean, <laughs> if you're I mean, if you if you're the division winner and you get an easy matchup to start the playoffs, you'd think you'd be happy with that. But if you're doing the one game versus the series, then all it takes is them to have their best pitcher. Right. So then, then you get into where it's in, you know, like football, where if you have a fumbled punt and then all of a sudden your 14 win season goes down the toilet because it's a one game playoff. Exactly. So I can see the problem there. And, you know, you know, Baseball's got an issue because football, you, you can play it when it's eight below. You can play it snow. You can play it anything but lightning. Basketball is played indoors. So what if it's a playoffs takes three months to do? Baseball can't have that. You're right. Because then you're going to have snowed out games in Colorado if they ever did make the playoffs. You know, but it's the same problem that you know Boston could have, New York. We could go on and on and on and on. With you know these teams like Minnesota, you know, and so you can't play baseball until Thanksgiving. So at some point you have to say, "Hey, stop, stop the expansion." Yeah. Unless you're going to play in Mexico City or something, or here in Dallas, stop it. Yeah. Uh, did you see that LSU Texas game in Houston? I did not. So I know that. Uh, yeah, they're they're, they're pretty high up there in the, in the rankings and everything. So the stadium was packed, Kevin. I mean, I can believe it. Really packed. Uh, baseball, Major League Baseball yeah. is killing. They're them. falling. To, you know, because right now, Vince, right now, I am wearing my Clemson shirt okay. in support of NCAA baseball. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, college baseball is now going on, and so if you know. The pros, okay, forget you. All right, forget you. Because the NCAA is playing, and I found this out because I did a little research, Vince, and I found out that, you know, because the minor leagues are proceeding right. as if nothing was going on. And so uh, I got it here. Uh, AAA, they start their season April 5th. Hmm. And the rest of them, AA, high A, low A, April 8th. They start their seasons, and unless you're on the 40-man – if you're on the 40-man roster, you cannot participate because right. now you're union. You're forced to be union. Yeah. But everybody else in minor league baseball, you can play. And uh, I also – because I know that you're in Kentucky, Mint, so I took a little interest in that. Uh, did you know that uh, Bowling Green has a team called the Hot Rods? Did you know that? I did not know that. makes sense. They have the Corvette Museum. Okay. Because uh, that's the high A team of the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Okay. The triple A team is called the Louisville Bats, which makes yep. sense because that's yep. where they make the, the bat. <laughs> the slugger. Louisville the slugger. slugger. Right. Yeah. So here in Texas, Frisco, which is not far from where I'm sitting right this very second, 
have the Frisco Rough Riders. That's the double-A team. We've been to that stadium. It's a great stadium. There are all kinds of great stadiums up and down all the minor league. Get out there and watch these guys play and let baseball just mildew away if that's what they want to do. <laughs> so we have two teams actually in Lexington. We have an independent league uh, okay. team that's owned by Brandon Phillips. Uh, okay. He owns and plays on the team as well. And then we have well, a Brandon Phillips. Isn't he like 50 now or? Uh, he's in his 40s, somewhere up 40s? in there. Okay. Yeah, I know old. who he is. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, then we've got a new team, and I'm not sure who they're affiliated with or what level they are. Um, their name is like the Wild Health Genomes. It's a really weird name. Doesn't make Well, any- minor league baseball team's got some you know, weird <laughs> names. If you don't believe me, just go and Google, you know, do a search of minor league teams, and you'll find some Whopper names out there. I, I love minor league team names for sure. They I'm, are. They're great. Um, and then we also, of course, have two colleges. Well, we have more than that, but we have yeah. UK and Lexington, Kentucky, and then we've got Eastern Kentucky that I cover. That's the game we went right. to this mm-hmm. weekend. And I'll tell you what, um, Kevin, they did this new thing to their baseball field at, at Eastern Kentucky. It's all turf with the exception of the pitching mound. Everything else is turf. The There's no dirt on the field. It's all that same like rubber that you see on football fields and stuff like that. And it okay. looks absolutely gorgeous. I don't know, you know, I don't know what the players feel about it yet. And the only people I could ask is the EKU guys. And they're not going to tell me if they don't like it because, you know, they'll get in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know if it's a good so thing. So is that when you uh, get your, uh, you know, a confidential source? You're right. That's a good point. I need to do that. Yeah. Um, so last uh, Wednesday, we had uh, Kendall Yule on the on our podcast. And he is I saw a, that. Yeah. an outfielder for EKU. He was drafted by the Rockies straight out of high school, uh, chose to forgo major league, go to college. Um, and he's a legit prospect going through the pipeline right now. So he should end up somewhere. And then we've got the um, uh, Will um, King. He's going to be on our show this Wednesday. He's the catcher and he's all American as a freshman. And uh, looks like he's going places as well. Hit two home runs uh, on Saturday as well. So uh, looks like some positive things going on there. So I'm excited for that. So let's see here. Uh, Kentucky Wild Health Genomes are an Atlantic League team. Um, okay, do the Rangers have a team in the Atlantic League. I, I'm not sure what their name is, but they've got a team out there. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I should know all these things. Again, I have not. Once I saw the name, I was like, well, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> they're placed in the South Division along with the Legends, High Point Rockers, Gastonia Honey Hunters, and Charleston <laughs> Dirty Birds. There you go. There uh, how, do you, how do you argue with that? Yeah, pretty solid. And I'm trying to see if there's any affiliation. Uh, it doesn't look like they have any information on that right now. So, again, there's somebody listening going, they go to this. But, yeah, I'm sorry for not knowing this information. Um, so anyways, yeah, two teams in Lexington, uh, minor league baseball teams. And then we've got a number of college programs. We've got, uh, UK, we've got Transylvania, we've got, um, EKU, we've got Moorhead, not too far. We got all kinds of things going on. Around yeah. But you're right. There, there's still baseball to be seen. And- there's baseball to be seen. And, and I've got the top 10 teams in college. If anybody's interested in that. Yeah. Give us, give you us mentioned a Texas earlier. They're number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they were uh, they're undefeated. You got Stanford at two, Notre Dame's third, Oklahoma State, Virginia, Mississippi, Vanderbilt, LSU, Oregon State, and Arkansas are your top ten. And uh, 
you probably noticed that there are four teams from the SEC on that list. So that means that they, uh, they can do more than just play football. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so what's your, what's the bottom line of all this is, that, you know, if you want a baseball fix, you can find it. What's your best source for baseball information, college baseball information? Because ESPN does not cover college well, baseball very well. Well, I would like to be able to answer that for, question for you, Vince, because I just did a search, and whatever came up, I clicked on it. I'm not sure what it was, but because uh, I did a search on the the 25 top 25 teams, yeah, in in, in college be- baseball, <clears throat> and so that's what, that's where that comes from. I know and, D1Baseball.com, um, okay. at least one that has the respect of the EKU coach. Um, he says they cover the sport. That's with, good enough for me right there. Yeah. So. yeah, so I didn't know if you had any any specific thing or not. You know, I grew up in just south of Nashville, um, and, you know, Vanderbilt baseball mm-hmm. you know, has been really good, especially with their current coach and, and what they've been able to do. Of course, they produce guys like um, David Price and Walker Bueller and uh, – no, Bueller – uh, not Bueller. He was from Kentucky. Well, they just had two guys. What was it? Last? Oh, yeah. The yeah. two pitchers, right? Yeah, Rocker yeah. and um, – I forget what the other guy's name was. Yeah. The other guy. And so yeah. they're a machine. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, both- that's what I'm saying. You know, there are baseball teams if you want to – and uh, we got a team out here called Dallas Baptist. Uh-huh. And uh, they're they're known throughout the land as having one of the best baseball teams, and most people couldn't even tell you where, you know, where where this is located. Well, Dallas Baptist tells you part of the name, but helps you a little bit. You know, yeah, yeah, it helps you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, because they are a well-known baseball team, so yeah, you don't have to go to Texas, you don't have to go to Miami, even though Miami's got one of the better baseball teams too. But uh, you can find a team local. Support it, get out there, and then when uh, baseball finally figures it out, whenever that is, whether it's this you know month, next month, or twenty forty eight, whatever it might be, then you know you can call us up. And maybe we'll come see what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, and you know college baseball is really affordable. I don't know what the big colleges are at EKU. It can't be that much because you go to a pro baseball game for twenty five dollars, so it can't be that much. Yeah, at EKU it's five dollars for bench seats. There you go. I mean. Feedbacks. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a good deal. Uh, let's transition to a little fantasy baseball. Of course, we got the show. Okay. Encourage everybody to go and, and watch us live eight o'clock on Sunday nights. Uh, we're on the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook and Twitter. We're on the uh, Tiki Live app on your streaming TV or the Belly Up. Uh, if you have you if you have a Roku, you we have an actual Belly Up app that you get on your Roku and can watch us on there as well. And of course, the audio versions available Spreaker, Spotify, and brand new on Apple. Uh, iTunes as well. Um, we've talked about, we've ranked pitchers and we shared that on this program. We've ranked right. first baseman and third baseman. Um, is there a guy that you've looked at already and in, in doing your prep work that you say, this guy is, is underrated. Um, and it's a guy that I'm willing to reach on a little bit where everybody else seems to be a little further down on them. Well, one guy and um, in preparation for today, I just happened to get on, and, and and do a baseball mock draft mm. because you know I'm addicted to that stuff anyways. But uh, so I did one, and uh, one of the things that uh, I noticed that's interesting because he was an absolute crap show last year, and that is uh, Lindor oh, of yeah. the Mets. Yeah, 
you can get him in the sixth round. Mm. And so if he turns out to be the Lindor of old, that's <laughs> yeah. a huge amount of value right there. And so uh, he, he, he can't possibly be as terrible as, as he, he was. was a year ago. It, it's just not possible. Yeah. So if you're looking for a guy that uh, can return awesome value. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. That's one of the places I would look. And another thing that I noticed that because uh, Mike Trout has been like the number one overall pick for what, 10 years now or so? Yeah, a while. And so, but now you can get him in round two, pick eight. Hmm. That's what happened in the, in the draft I just did. And so if he returns to Mike Trout of old, mm-hmm. that's a huge value statement. But, of course, he hasn't been injury-free for, like, what, three years now? It's been a while. So you're taking a chance, but at least it's not in the first two or three picks in the draft. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pick him, but somebody did it in the second round. I had the eighth pick in the draft, and I wound up with Max Scherzer was my first pick. Yeah. And the interesting thing is uh, the first pick overall was Soto. Yeah, Which you really can't argue with that. You cannot argue. But I was kind of surprised because it was an ESPN league. And if you're playing an ESPN league and don't take Shohei Otani first overall, I, I don't know what to tell you. You might be missing because, out. <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, there's no one else, because he takes up one roster spot and gives you pitching and hitting. Yeah. No one else can possibly do that. Yahoo is not that way. Yeah. But uh, so I took Scherzer first. Uh, Tatis was sitting there, but I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that in the first round. But the second round came back around, and he was still sitting there. So I went ahead and got him oh, in nice. the second was round. It a, was it a 10-man draft? It was It was a 10-man draft. I was right. drafted eighth. So, you know, just a couple more picks after I went. Tatis was still sitting there, so I went ahead and took him. That's a solid two first picks for sure. Yeah, and so then in the third round, Franco was sitting there. And so I figured, okay, so I'd put Tatis in the outfield and I'll just play Wanda Franco at short. I'm good. <laughs> All set up. Shortstop yeah. is an area that I feel is super deep. Um, it guys- has been. It used to be where you could, you know, the Mark Belanger days where the guy would hit 208 and, you know, that would be it. But there are solid guys up and down that are shortstops that you really go- can mash. You go about 12 deep, I think, of quality shortstop. Yeah, we haven't got into the shortstop ranks, but uh, yeah. 
We will have no problem because we we found out the first and third baseman drop way off after what five or six. Yes, that's not going to be the case when we do the shortstop. Definitely not at all. What's your feelings about Trevor Story? He's a free agent right now, so we won't know who he's going to play for till the league opens back up again. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the Rangers didn't get him Mm -hmm. instead of Seager because you know he's a Dodger and I'm supposed to love him, but uh, you know he's been he's had injury problems of his own. Yeah. And so, but, uh, so I was real surprised that happened. Whoever gets him is going to have a great shortstop on their hand. Yeah. And so, uh, it's going to be interesting to see because you got Correa out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he probably would have been signed already if you didn't have Correa and Seeger and all these other guys that, uh, that are running around. And so, uh, if, like I said, if we ever do get around to baseball, he's got to be one of the first guys that go. Definitely. Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, guys, I want to get your thoughts on Dansby Swanson. I've had Swanson on my fantasy team in the past. I like him. He's a Vanderbilt kid as well. Um, I've always kind of liked him, but he never produces. He never has lived up to his original billing when he came up in Atlanta. He's not never bad, but he's also never, no. like, great he's not going to be your number one shortstop right you could use him you know the thing that only gets me about about swan is if i'm going to have a shortstop that's my second or i I want him to play other positions as well yes so and but he does not do that he only qualifies at shortstop and he's one of those guys where he goes out and goes you know let's say you know five for eight or something yeah and she oh i got to go out and get him so you get him and then he goes one for his next 14 yeah. <laughs> All but, right. Uh, he is the guy that will be in their lineup. You know that. So you don't have to worry about because uh, he plays, what, 158 games or so a year? Yeah. So he's a good guy to have down, down on maybe, you know, take him in the 20th round or so. I'm going to play a game, play game with you that I play with my dad on the show a lot. So I'm okay. going to give you a Dan to be Swanson or, and you have to tell me which one you would draft first. Okay. Okay. So let's, uh, we're talking shortstops right now. And I know we haven't done all our research on it yet, but, uh, so off the top of your head, uh, Dansby Swanson or Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. I'm taking Chris Taylor because just the reason that I mentioned, he plays second, okay. short, <laughs> outfield, <Yeah>. third, you <laughs> know, yeah. and, uh, so yeah, so it's okay. definitely him. Dansby Swanson or Glabar Torres from the Yankees. Ooh. I'm taking – I'm going to tell you right now I'm going to take Swanson because I've had Torres before, and he's burned me to the <laughs> inch of my, you know, of my life. So that's not something that I'm, I'm, I'm going to do again. And uh, he, he's a guy that only qualifies at shortstop as well. And so, you know – Hitting in that Yankee lineup, he should be driving in 80, 90 runs a game. Yes, he should. But, uh, or not, uh, you know, 80, 90 oh. runs a season, but it, no. it, it's just not happening with him. And he had, I know last year he had COVID and he had COVID again <laughs> and oh, all this other kind of stuff. But, uh, no, you're not burning me. No, right. not happening. One, one more for you Dansby okay. Swanson or Brandon Crawford from San Francisco. I'm taking Crawford. Okay. Definitely taking Crawford because he's the guy that can swing the bat. Okay. All right. Very good. 
So I think our next our next fantasy baseball show, which should be next Sunday, are we, yep. are we going to do shortstops and second baseman? Is that what we're ranking? Yep, we can do that. All right, so so make sure you tune in next Sunday for the complete coverage of shortstops. Complete, that's okay. right. So uh, it'll be interesting, you know, just to throw a name out there where Marcus Simeon winds up in our in our ranking. Yeah, uh, um, you know, he's another guy the Rangers signed, and and so that's right. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the fun things about going through this and ranking guys is seeing all of a sudden like, oh, wait a second. They're not on that team anymore. <laughs> that's right. Teams. I've already- so I guarantee you, though, one thing I can guarantee you that Marcus Simeon will not be the value that he was last year. Okay. Because I got him way late in the draft, and he wound up being, you know, almost up there with, uh, you know, some of his uh, Toronto teammates. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know how that's going to translate exactly to the Rangers. So okay. we'll we'll see about him. But he he qualifies at second and short. I like that a lot. According to Fantasy Pros, he's being drafted ahead of uh, Xander Bogarts and Tim Anderson at the moment. That that you know, I'd take him above Tim Anderson, maybe. Yes, I would do. I'm not, not taking not Bogarts. No, not above. No, we're not. <laughs> come on now. That's going to be not, fun. That's gonna be a fun let's episode. get serious. You know what I mean? That, that that's not that's not serious. Might want to check your water supply or whoever it was that ranked that. <laughs> All right, that's his, that's the ADP. That's not even a ranking. That's an that's an average draft position so far right. this year. Okay. So uh we'll so, see. I don't know. That's that's a that's an issue. That, I think shortstops are gonna be a fun conversation um it will we'll be. Have Sunday, uh for sure. All right, so, let's transition out of baseball. Uh, I know okay. you love baseball, yeah. but let's well, let's get let's get real now. All right, okay. uh, you're a Seattle fan, and specifically Seattle Seahawks fan. And there's been a lot of conversation over the last two years about Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. what's going on with him. Of course, Pete Carroll that name has has pushed around a little bit too. But obviously, Pete Carroll's going to be back this year. Is Russell Wilson going to be back in Seattle this year, or is he going to end up somewhere like Washington, Denver, Pittsburgh, somewhere like that? Well, it's interesting. You know, because I was asked this very question because I'm also on the uh, uh, Belly Up Fantasy Live Football Dynasty Edition. And uh, they asked me about, uh, first they asked me about Aaron Rodgers, who I'm sick and absolute tired of. And then they asked me about Russell Wilson. And he's quickly moving because, you know, his name's Wilson. He plays for the Seahawks. But he is coming dangerously close because you can't nail him down. One minute, oh, I want to win two Super Bowls in Seattle. But then, uh, I'll I'll agree to this, be traded to these teams, whatever. And so, uh, you know, Russell, if you're listening to this, just come to a decision, keep it, stay there. But the interesting thing to me is that Pete Carroll just this past week said, and I'm quoting here, that we are not shopping our quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, if you listen to what he's saying there, he did not say that we won't trade him. Right. That's a huge difference. That just means that they're not calling other teams to see, you know, if they can put together a trade. But if another team calls them, they'll take the call. Yeah. Okay, we got another team, put them on call waiting, I'll get right back to you. <laughs> so that's what that means. So, you know, you talk about Washington, apparently they already made try to make a move yeah. and 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 I don't know if that's Russell Wilson putting a stop to that because if I'm him, what what kind of attraction does Washington have Ooh, for I him? Give, I give you a few. I don't. I I I can't see it. 
Oh, are you seriously? So you got Terry McLaurin. Okay. Uh, you got Curtis Samuel. You got Antonio Gibson at running back. You've got a decent. I know they've got some weapons. And they've got a great yeah. defense. They're a team that's a quarterback away. They're in a weak division. Dallas, Philadelphia. Well, that was the. That's right. Well, that, you know, you know, Vince, that was the point that was brought up just because I was watching. I wasn't on the show this morning like I normally am, but I was watching it. And one guy said they got a great defense. Well, they don't. They don't have a great. It's supposed defense. to be a great defense. It was absolute. It was the most disappointing defense in all of football this past year. Yeah. So, but, but let you me, know, you talk about all it except for the great offensive line. Seattle's got all those things. I'm going already. to counter. I'm going to counter your Washington defense thing, though. If okay. the offense is able to give the defense a little bit of a break, how much better is the defense? If the defense is on the field all the time, then they're tired, they're worn out, and by the end of the game, they're getting scored on every possession, even if they can hold them in the first half. And so if you have a, a serviceable quarterback like a Jimmy Garoppolo and Andy Dalton, maybe they look better than they did last year. If you have a Russell Wilson or an, or an Aaron Rodgers, which is not going to happen, but uh, if you have one of those guys on the team, now you're all of a sudden your defense is looking way better because your offense is scoring points keeping the defense off the field a little bit and helping them out as well. I think they have the talent in Washington to be a legit contender if they get the right quarterback. Uh, but if they get just well, a, they're definitely looking, they're definitely yeah. looking That's clear. And so, uh, but my, my question is what exactly is Washington got to offer to get Russell Wilson? That's a good question. That yeah. is the question right there. Because if you look at their divisional rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, Mm-hmm. They've got three first round draft picks <laughs> and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. If I'm the Seahawks and, and Philadelphia calls up and says, Hey, we'll trade our first round picks and Jalen Hurts, we got a deal. Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson, it's been great. I appreciate you winning us our Super Bowl, but uh, it, it's time to go. Did Russell Wilson win the Super Bowl or did the defense win the Super Bowl? Well, you know, that that's one of those questions where, because the defense was awesome, no question yeah. about it. But you got to give Russell Wilson some credit because it, he, uh, you know, his whole career, he has not made the, well, except for the one huge instance where he threw the interception at the goal line. Yeah. Which will cripple me for the rest of my life. But, <laughs> but anyways, besides that, he doesn't make the big mistake until mm-hmm. this year. He's been healthy every year. They've never had a losing season before this year. He knows how to get down and he knows how to get out of bounds like no other quarterback. We can definitely, you know, you're going to lose this argument if you want to tell me there's a player that can get down and get out of bounds better than him because he just doesn't exist. Hmm. So. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yes, they won the Super Bowl because of their defense and Russell Wilson. Okay, that's fair. Because if you remember his very first season, he was a rookie. He went into that first preseason, you know, and he took control of that team. Yeah. And it's been that way ever since. Yeah, I thought I wanted Dream Bay to draft him as the backup quarterback. I wanted him in the second or third round. Thought he would be a good pickup there. He ends up going to Seattle. I thought, oh, that's pretty good. I still thought Flynn would at least get a season in. Uh, nope, didn't happen. Um, well, and now, they, if you, you remember, they paid him some ungodly sum. Right. You know, and he didn't get on the field and eventually went to the Raiders and was like their number three quarterback or something. But he, you know, he made like $35 million or something crazy. Yeah, I think it was. I think at that time it was seventeen million a year, or it was seventeen, and then it went up from there a year. Which I think yeah, it, it was some sum that you know you could definitely build yourself a nice house out of it. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, do you still do you still believe in Pete Carroll? That that another tough question because <laughs> because he seems like he does not because he's got Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Use him. Use him. Let Russ so, cook. Yeah, let Russ cook. <laughs> and so, uh, but they do still have the running game if they're if they just be healthy. Yeah. But the one thing that they just haven't done is get offensive line. Mm. Even when they had beast mode, they didn't have a great offensive line. So I don't know what their resistance is to that, but you know. Like I said, Russell Wilson would get down, so you didn't have to worry about him getting hurt. But he's not twenty three, you know, four years old anymore. You're right. So because yeah, you look, and at, they don't have a first round pick because they gave it to New York. <laughs> yes, that's right for the safety. Um, <laughs> you you look at Cincinnati, right. and you could say, okay, well let's let's just get a, an awesome offense. Let's get you know three wide receivers. Let's get a good running back, and let's go that way. But but like you said, Joe Burrow, he's young. Uh, Russell Wilson is not young, and he can't take. No, the, not anymore. He is not young. anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And you know, you can use the classic example of Joe Burrow because if they had a good offensive line, he would have had time to make the play right at the end of the game Super because chance. his wide receiver was completely and utterly wide open, but he yeah. couldn't get him the ball wide because he had seventeen guys that were bearing down on him. Yeah, which should have been a penalty. Because you're only allowed 11, but, uh, (laughs) you know, so that's example exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And and the Bengals know they're going to have to address that. Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, 100%. Now, let me ask you this. Last year at the draft, did you think Cincinnati, honestly, did you think Cincinnati should have taken Panay Sewell or were you on board with the Jamar Chase pick? At the time, I was not, you know, doing the dance or anything. Because they took him, not knowing, of course, that uh, he was going to turn out to be one of the you know elite wide receivers, and so uh, you can't hate the pick, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. So I at pick. the time, I was not loving it at all. And even if you know you talk about him, and he is a great wide receiver, but he is inconsistently, maddingly inconsistent, hmm. and. Uh, our good friend Dan Mater could sit there and tell you all about him, about how he could give you six fantasy points one game and then 48 the next. 
So and, and some of that's a product of having T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd on the field also. Well that you know, you definitely yeah. gotta take that into account because you know, you can only catch one football. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might be a new rule implemented at the next the next CBA. We'll see. Uh multiple footballs on the field at one time, but uh nonetheless. I'm looking forward to the draft. I, I'm a I'm a geek when it comes to off season stuff. Love trades, love free agency, love the draft. And so, but I have to wait till free agency happens before I can start my draft prep. Otherwise, I do all this you, work. For yeah, you're wasting your time doing it that way if you don't, because but we don't have long to wait because yeah. the league year starts in what a week. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think free agency starts in five days. I think days. it is think. something like that. And then uh, you know, you know, because we were talking you know, about Amari Cooper over here. Yeah, you know, you could ship him way out of town. Because he's not going to be playing for the Cowboys next year. Isn't that crazy? Um, well, because he uh, he's guaranteed twenty million if he's on the roster five days after the league year begins, and they are well, not going to do that. Ezekiel Elliott's guaranteed eighteen million, and I would say that Cooper's been more effective in the last two or three seasons than Ezekiel Elliott has been. Well, they're you know I don't know if the you know Ezekiel Elliott knows where the bodies are buried or what's going on with him because. Ever since he pulled that whole "I'm going to Mexico" scene, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I yeah. wouldn't have gave him the money way back then. I wouldn't have done it. And so, uh, it, 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 they're they're keeping him, even though you know he's not the dominant running. He hasn't been for two right. years now. And uh, so, I don't, you know, I don't know what the smooch fest is that goes on with him and uh, the Cowboys. You know, it all comes down to Jerry Jones, of course. Right. And, uh, you know, the two of them are buddies. Maybe they're going fishing next week. I'm not sure. But uh, he's definitely in not any danger of losing his roster spot. Doesn't seem that way, does it? No. I don't know. There's, there's some good receivers out there in free agency this there year. There are. You know, and if you would talk about the Dallas receivers, you know, you could talk about another Wilson, Cedric Wilson. Okay. And, and, and he was only like the third or fourth wide receiver on the Cowboys. He mm-hmm. could be number one, depending on where he winds up. So there, there's a name drop for you. Just remember Wilson. Yeah. It'll bring you home. Right. Uh, See, so that makes sense because you got um, CeeDee Lamb and you got Michael Gallup. Yeah. And that and Gallup depends on whether, you know, how, how long it takes for him to get, to get healthy. Yeah. 100%. Uh, give me your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. What do you think he'll do? I know you're tired of talking about him, but uh, me and Dad, as Packer fans, we've given our, our opinion on it several times. Where do you stand on the Aaron Rodgers thing? Where do you think he ends up? Well, if and I know that he loves sticking it to the Packers <laughs> because of what happened, you know, with the whole I'm drafting a quarterback in the first round, the whole spiel. I, I understand he likes to jam it into the Packers organization. I get that. But what somebody needs to explain to him is if you sit there and, and, and keep this decision under a hat, so to speak, you're hurting your fellow players mm. because a lot of them – Depending on because if he stays with the Packers, there's no reason for any of them to jump ship, right? Especially, you know, you know Devontae. Mm-hmm. If why would he? Why in the world would he go anywhere else if Aaron Rodgers sticks around? And so, I think that that this whole thing is an indictment on Jordan Love hmm. because if he was ready to play, no matter how great Aaron Rodgers is. They would cut him loose so fast it would make their head his head spin, 
mm-hmm. because they did it with Brett Favre. Right. If they can do it for Brett Favre, they can certainly do it with Aaron Rodgers. But apparently Jordan Love is not ready, which is unfortunate because he's been on my fantasy team, dynasty edition, <laughs> for two years now. He's been on my taxi squad for two years. Yeah. So, you know, if he was to go off and become Aaron Rodgers, that would be great for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm that's what I'm hoping for. That's my you know You're right though. Jordan Love is not ready to play yet. I don't think he's gonna be ready. If he's next- not ready to play now, he's not gonna be ready because he's been there for two years and he's watched the best in the business. He's not ready. That's that's not good. Sadly, I agree with you. But as a Packer fan, and I've said this on the show before, I'm okay if they move on from Aaron Rodgers now. I'm tired yeah. of it. I'm okay yeah, if they keep him too. Don't get me wrong. He's our best chance to win a Super Bowl. Well, uh, yeah. What I'm saying is, is make a decision, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> make a decision and make it before you know the league year begins. It's it's supposedly coming out possibly Tuesday is what they're saying right now. Um, well, it needs to be before Tuesday. Because like I said, there are other players on that Packer squad that need to know what he's going to do. Yeah. So then they're going to make their own decision. Yeah. He, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to do it on Pat McAfee's show or what, but that's been the rumors Tuesday. Now, uh, Sunday, he performed the wedding for his left tackle, David Bakhtiari. Um, so he he did that Sunday. He's still okay. hanging out with that teammate. Um, okay. But we'll see. I, You know, I, I still feel like he's going to be a Packer at the end of the day and think he plays another maybe three seasons in Green Bay. Because I think I think it gets settled now. I don't think it's going to be a deal where he has an issue now and then next year we're going through it again. I think it gets figured out now. Either he's gone or he's here, and then he plays out his career wherever he goes, whether it stays in Green Bay or goes somewhere else. You know, who knows? At the end of the day, nobody knows except for him. But, uh, but that, right. Which he knows. Let's not pretend like he hasn't made his mind up. Correct. Because his mind has been made up probably for two years solid now. I whatever say, that decision is, let people know what it is. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I would say that by the end of the regular season this season, he knew what he was going to do here in the offseason. Uh, right. He knows what he has in Green Bay. He knows you know who's there, the players, the coaches, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's a little silly at this point. But, uh, you know, he he's doing what he wants to do. And, and the Packers are letting him do it. Well, they have to. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like you said, Jordan Love. Not right. They put themselves in this position. Yeah. So I guess you can't blame it on Aaron Rodgers, the whole the whole enchilada, because yeah. they've allowed this to happen. And, you know, it's a good thing because, you know, I'm from a, a different generation where I'd be like, okay, make your decision, tell me what it is, or we're going to send you, you know, so you can, you know, pack up your bags and you can – We'll send you to Houston. We'll send you to Carolina. How about that? <laughs> yeah, send them to Houston. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you to Houston. You know, this, it's it's the same way with the NBA, and you know, you got uh, you know players running around going, "Well, I don't want to be here, so I'm going to mope around and I'm not going to play." Yeah, I'm paying you seven hundred million dollars. You best get off your rear and play, or I'm going to send you to the Minnesota Timberwolves. See how you like that. I <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, Kevin, we're we're running out of time. Why don't you tell the fine folks where they can find you at social media and uh, catch the other shows that you're on to? Well, uh, you can always catch me on Twitter at Kevin62WLSEA. You can always find me at the uh, Belly Up Fantasy website. As a matter of fact, Monday, you know, this is Monday. 
And so there's an article on, because uh, this is the last week, you know, to talk about fantasy, the last regular season week for fantasy basketball. Hmm. And so I put together an article, because there are a lot of players that are star players that are hurt. And so, you're right. You know, what, what, what's their situation? And so I, I, I tell you what their situation is, how long they're going to be out. So you can make a decision about whether they not they need to be on the roster. That's available right now. Just get to a uh, belly fantasy and, uh, check that out right now. Uh, Sunday mornings, as we mentioned, uh, I got the uh, belly at fantasy live dynasty football edition that comes out at 11 a.m. Eastern. Then, of course, you and I, baseball, Sunday night, 8 p.m. So just get on social media. I'm I'm there. He's there. He's everywhere. Belly Up Fantasy. I made a pickup in fantasy basketball this week. I'm on a Yahoo Basketball League. Okay. And, uh, I hadn't paid attention to it really all season. Um, they did the draft on a night. I couldn't do it, so it auto-drafted for me. And then I just kind of would hit the set the lineup automatically, you know, make sure the active players are in. Uh, I started looking and I picked up Jalen Green from Houston, was available on waivers, and uh, he's been doing pretty solid for me since I picked him up. So I'm paying attention now that the playoffs are getting ready to start. I'm going to try yeah. to win the, league, win the league in the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this is the last week of uh, regular season fantasy basketball. So yeah. everybody yeah. get ready. Awesome. Kevin Wilson, again, uh, we share the screen together every Sunday night. Uh, right. I hope that you've been watching that and tuning into that as well. Kevin, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, and talking with me tonight. It was a fun conversation. It went fast, uh, but yes, uh, we'll get back at it Sunday. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today's podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.